Hi, everyone. Welcome back to A Plan for More podcast. As you guys know, I'm Chelsea Gall, and I am so excited to bring you this amazing friend of mine today and talk to you all about weight loss. I know that if you turn on social media, if you turn on the internet, if you see any ad commercials, literally that is all you see is how skinnier and how much fitter and how much leaner you should get, what products you should buy, and the plan to get there. And I have a friend here who decided to go for that. I think you guys will really enjoy her. A little bit about me. Y'all know I love a good throw pillow. I'm never without an iced tea. And ripped jeans are my favorite. And um, without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Marsha. Marsha, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, Cal... Chelsea. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I am 68 years old and last year was a terrible year for me. I was having problems with my hip. I had no stamina and at some point, uh, I guess it was in May, I decided that I had to make a change and I think we all have to make changes as we get older. Yeah, Marsha has really inspired me. Let me just say, I remember going antiquing with you downtown last year and you were struggling to walk a block. Like, remember, right. like one city block, which right. you're not old, contrary to popular belief in yourself, but it was like, you know, you were really struggling and you were having a hard time and I just felt so um, bad for you. And you at that point were, you know, were you, take us through, were you feeling defeated at that point? Yes, I was. At Christmas last year, I could not even go shopping, and that's terrible for most women, but I had to do most everything online or have my kids do it for me because I was having so much trouble with my hips, and I did get a sh shot in my hip, which did help, but my stamina was so bad from sitting around all winter that I could not go anywhere for any more than maybe 45 minutes and at that point I knew I had to make a change because I was feeling old. I did not like the feeling of feeling old at this point in my life. So feeling old was like point number one and then there was like an event that was like the kickoff, right? Right. I um, just felt like whenever I would be around other people my age they could run circles around me. I also felt like I could see that my weight was a problem when I'd be around other people. Um, I had gotten to a point where I was the, the, many times the biggest one in the room. Connect, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you fall or get on the floor and right. couldn't get right. up? Right. Uh, three times, actually. I read about that, <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh. I don't know what that must feel like. Well, I couldn't get off the floor. And I was in a store, and I got down on my knees to get something, and I couldn't get back up. And it was actually uh, really embarrassing, and I had to wait for somebody to come along and help me up. And I know a lot of people at this age experience this, and it's a terrible feeling not to be able to get up off the floor if you do fall. Do you think some people just, like then at that point settle into that they just say okay you know what like i'm old and that's it that's exactly right exactly right and that's where i was when i started i thought this is just the beginning of my aging and i'll just have to deal with it 
which I always find is so funny because that's not what God tells us, but it's so easy in society. You see all these like young millennials and people who are doing stuff and people who are just what you perceive as not old, right? right. Um, doing different things. And then it's like what we tell ourselves. It's like culturally dictated. But something that I'm really, really interested in to bring you guys is all the ideas that came next and that Marsha has around dieting and losing weight and starting to lose weight and what where she's at now with now teaching people, which is super inspiring. Um, I call uh, what we have right now in society with social media and TV and ads, lifestyle dieting disorder. <laughs> I like to say we all have lifestyle dieting disorder. It's like, do you want to be paleo? Do you want to be keto? Do you want to buy SlimFast? <laughs> Whatever it is, you know what I mean? Um, do you want to take a pill? There's so many ideas, right? Right. That you can literally go crazy. So I want to, I want you to tell us a few ideas, maybe two or three, that you think are trendy diet advice that you decided may have held you back and you're not going to let that happen anymore. Well, Chelsea, I have tried probably everything through the years. <laughs> My weight has continually gone up instead of going down. I would lose and then I would gain back more than I had lost before. So I got to looking at all the different um, ways of diet, different uh, different groups that you can join and pay for. You can go and now and actually get uh, like the, uh, is it HCG? I'm sorry. Yeah, H yeah HCG yeah. diet, right, like the drops. Right. And with the drops, you, uh, a lot of different places, you know, will let you um, join their program. And what I am seeing is most everybody gains their weight back afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I had to look into healthier eating. I had to look into something that was more sustainable, that this would be a change in the way I eat for the rest of my life because I realized that if I start eating again the way I did before, that I will gain it every bit back. Yeah, it's almost like when we look at all the quick fixes, we forget about the big issues, right? Like, right. I mean, I do this, like the the food addictions or the reasons why we eat what we eat or the traditions around that. And we sort of sit in that and then we want the quick fix to erase all that and shut that down. Mm -hmm. But it just doesn't happen. So, um, what, okay, Tell me about 10,000 Steps. Okay. Well, uh, so many of my friends have gotten the Fitbit, and I myself have an Apple Watch. And I bought it because I felt like that I needed to walk. And um, I realized how many 10,000 steps are. So what I want to say is you need to start wherever you are. If you can't get off the couch, just get up and walk in your house. If you walk in your house and you think you can get do a little bit more go to the um, walmart or sam's club or wherever and get a cart and push it just push it if that's all you can do then you can um, go to the mall and walk but for me i don't worry about those ten thousand steps i see people posting all the time that they did ten thousand steps my goodness, that would take you all day. And for people who work, I have no idea how they do it. If you did, if sometimes if we have those goals, like goals are good, right? right? 
But then if we don't hit them or if our goals are too high, then we fail and then we sit in that failure. Like something that someone said to me is like one of my income goals was to break the six figure mark. I talk about this all the time in Mm -hmm. 2019. Well, my goal was that for like three years. Well, here's what you have to do. You got to make two thousand a month before you can make ten thousand. Right. You got to make three thousand before you can make twelve. You know right. what I mean? So same thing. Yeah. So you got to literally start. <laughs> start somewhere. And work up and really stack on the skill sets, and then you just build up to that, right? Right. It's like the idea that I'm. I'm like set your goals, but start them. <laughs> right. You know, right. don't set an unattainable goal that you're not going to hit and then you're going to beat yourself up about it and then just get down on yourself and be right lower than where you were. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. So Marsha has this idea about not having to clean your plate, which I know is going to be controversial because I was raised where out of respect, that's what you do. Exactly. Right? If you exactly. And I was raised in the South, you guys. I'm from Mississippi. So if you go to company's house or somebody makes something for you, you're showing love by cleaning your plate. Right. Okay, so how do we break that pattern? Well, for me, my husband is a big eater. <laughs> and a lot of times he would uh, put things on my plate for me. And at some point I said, just let me dish it out myself because I have figured out that portion control is the big thing. We have to eat smaller portions. We all are so used to just eating anything and everything we want. Uh, whenever I go to uh, a restaurant now, if if there's not something I really think is really what I need to be eating, I will eat some off of his plate. He, I'll just take a small portion off of his, his, which at first he didn't really like that, but <laughs> now he's getting used to it. All right, order all right, order a side salad and then just eat what I want to get home. But a lot of yeah. times that um, just going out to eat at restaurants is a social thing. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, and I want to be my, with my friends and I want to, you know, be with them and share that time with them. So I have had to learn how to eat going out to a restaurant. And I think, look, I love how, I, I'll call it preaching. I love how you preach this because I seriously think that God has literally put you in this position. I totally get that because one of the big things is me and my husband can't ever get on the same diet and right. we're young And it's like, you need to have date nights. You need to get out of your house. When you're like raising three kids, you're going to go psycho. And that's one of our biggest things right now. We stopped that for like a year because we couldn't get on the same page about food. What you have to tell yourself is that at every restaurant you go to, there's probably something you can eat. Exactly. Maybe it's not what you want. It's just something you can eat. Meat, there's all these options when you go out to eat. I mean... That's the benefit of being in a place like America because we have everything at our disposal. The challenge is choosing the right option and not avoiding that place because you feel like you won't choose the right option. That's a whole nother problem, right? That is is exactly right. Something that me and my husband went through. He's like, I'll eat badly if we go there. Therefore, we're not going out to eat. And I was like, that's not cool (laughs) because we need to be doing a date night. So getting to the root of the problem is like the really interesting thing. So, okay. Clean your plate, 10,000 steps. You don't have to clean your plate. You don't have to walk those steps. Now that we have established that, which I think is so important, um, I know a ton of my listeners who are older 
literally who God had put in my life to be like these moms and these figures for me and these mentors, they all are wanting to not feel like it's too late. Right. Right. They, they literally are like, I don't know, even you a couple years ago, right. you know, you're like, I don't know, like we're just retired and we're happy and right. like this is it. And mm-hmm. I think that's fine until it's not fine. So take me through when it was not fine and when you decided you're going to do more. Well, whenever I realized my health was at risk, I think that so many of us just think, I have diabetes, I have high cholesterol, I'm going to take the drugs, I am, you know, I need to, instead of thinking, what can I do to let food be my medicine, people just take the pill. And then they go ahead and eat the sugar. <laughs> Hi, me. <laughs> I don't take medicine, but I'm not I'm not to the age yet. Like I'm lucky I'm still like metabolizing. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But I, many people aren't. You're right. You're right. And my doctor even said that to me because I saw my A1C creeping up and she told me that many times people just go ahead and take the diabetic medicine. Yeah. But they go ahead and they eat the sweets. I've seen that. They regulate with the medicine. Right. Yep. Right. Instead mm-hmm. of trying to figure out what caused it. For me, last I've been on cholesterol medicine for quite a while, and it's a statin, and I don't read anything good about it. Mm-hmm. So I have cut my statin in half this last year, and I actually had my blood work done this week. I am ha- get the results next week, and it will be interesting to see what has happened. So. Do you know... Um... Let me think about how I want to phrase this. Do you know the exact moment, because you'd had all the tests, you'd been doing your life, the exact moment that God put it on your heart to start sharing with other people? Whenever I saw myself lose weight, I at about eight pounds, I realized I can do this. And I began losing very slowly, about a pound a week. And that is good. It's good to just lose a a pound a week. But a lot of people get discouraged at that. They think if they don't, in a month, haven't lost 10 pounds, that they're doing something wrong. Well, because that's what we're told, right? I think it's really interesting. That is something that is really inspiring to me about your whole journey is that you celebrate the small victories. Exactly. And if we don't do that, we don't feel the big wins. Right. Like we only see failure. If we set that goal in our minds that I want to lose 50 pounds, we can't forget about the eight along the way. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I get caught up in that with parenting, right? It's like, I want to raise great adults. Right. And then I get freaked out about year 10 when we're struggling, <laughs> exactly. you know, or when anything dips below normal, I'm like, this is a problem. We're all failing. And that's not a good mindset. Well, Chelsea, I want to say something to you about that <laughs> is I see you doing such a great job with your children and feeding them. And this is a big problem with a lot of parents, Mm -hmm. just the chips and all the sugar and all the things that we're teaching our children that it's okay to just eat endlessly is going to be a weight problem as they get older. And a health problem. I mean, something, people follow me, they know that I'm obsessed with health. A lot of people don't know about me is that I am an eating disorder recovery. So I had an eating disorder for eight years. So... My mother yo-yo dieted our whole lives. She developed adult onset diabetes. She baked every day. We are Southern. And 
when she got diabetes, she radically changed her life, started working out, and then she kept on baking, though, because it made her feel better. She kept on rewarding us with that. Right. So I was in a very feast or famine state. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, eat really good sometimes, go all out the other times. And um, something that I've tried to position that with my kids is that food is vital for life. It's not a reward or a punishment. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. It can be. Like, Jesus feasted together and around the table. Like, food brings people together. Food fuels the body Food really fuels the soul, and food in the Bible is really interesting to me to have studied, like Mm -hmm. fasting and how they used food medicinally and how they feasted in celebration. But if you really study the way that people anciently ate, they did not eat meat three times a day. They did not gluttony, like be gluttonous three times a day. Ancient people would hunt and kill one pig, and it had to last them six months, and they would feast on maybe that, and then they were fasting. I mean, they were like vegetables, grains, berries, eating super healthy because that's what people had access to mm-hmm. in that time. When we introduced <laughs> everybody can have inter- everything into right. the world, and Americans are the worst at this, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, that we suddenly got these gluttonous mindsets. And I don't want my kids, like my kids will, it's like they, they think chips are not as healthy, But we have chips in our house. Like, I try to teach my people, remake your favorite things. Like, don't give up chicken and dumplings if you have a chicken and dumplings night at your house. Make chicken and dumplings healthy. Do you know what I mean? Um, Or don't give up pizza if that's you and your husband's date night. (laughs) Like, make pizza healthier. Um, I have just tried to instill habits in my kids. People ask how it goes. Uh, It's a 50-50 battle. I mean, they... Because they're inundated with bad food, and it becomes like a running joke. Like, let, let's say soccer games. <laughs> mm-hmm. All the moms sign up for bringing snacks and drinks. Most people don't bring good snacks and drinks that meet my standards. I don't not let my kids have that at soccer. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because I know if we do it 80% of the time, we do better. Our bodies, we've reduced that load on our bodies, and we can function better. I think... What like what you're saying when you get into the whole, um, over inundated with bad food, toxins, poor health, you can literally not get out of it because your body can't heal. And so when you reduce a little bit of that, when you start eating smaller portions, when you take a little bit of the sugar out, you see big results. Well, Chelsea, one thing I wanted to say is we were talking earlier about going out to eat and my husband and I used to love well we still love pizza but uh, we would get a large pizza and sit there and eat the whole pizza and then at some point we decided we would get a salad and then we would get a mini pizza and what we realized at that point was we were still enjoying that small amount of pizza we just same pizza yeah we're not (laughs) gorging on it you know and uh i the mini pizza we would split in half but now since we have i have started watching portion control better i only eat two very small pieces of that pizza along with a salad but i just uh, have realized that my portions were so out of control if we would have pork steak i would eat a whole pork steak and most everything i read says you only need the amount of of your the palm of your hand Mm -hmm. that size so i have began begun uh 
cutting off just that much meat and putting it on my plate instead of taking a whole pork steak and putting it on my plate. Right, so it's not in front of you. Right. It's not like a temptation. Right. That's awesome. At first, did you still feel hungry? No. Once I started eating healthy, I am not hungry. I don't graze. No, I don't, you don't go binge to, on junk. <laughs> I don't go to the kitchen looking for something during the day. When I first started, I would go get my peanut butter. That seemed to be my go-to for such a long time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I would think, well, peanut butter is better than going getting a cookie because I knew one cookie would turn into five cookies, Mm -hmm. you know. And I do not bake because I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. I do not have the willpower. Mm -hmm. So my husband uh, has never known me to bake. Of <laughs> That's awesome. I can't handle it. <laughs> that is so funny. No, I can't handle it either. I'll literally the whole tray of brownies. <laughs> I'll be like, brownies for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, and that's so near to my childhood to me too that I know there's connection there. Do you know what I mean? You're so right. a lot of it is people should people um should journal, should really figure out why they love certain things. Like you it's like you know, it seems like you've developed a real gaining versus losing mentality. Like, you don't feel like you're giving up. You feel like you're gaining health. The thing is, you have to quit thinking about, I can't have something, and start thinking about what you can have. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think all the time, well, I can't eat that dessert. Well, I can't eat, have ice cream. Well, well, when I go out somewhere and everyone is ordering ice cream, I may take a lick off of my husband's or, yeah. or take a spoonful. Uh, a biggest challenge to me was I play cards once a week and we always bring desserts and, at, and it would be at halftime and playing the cards. Well, I began myself bringing blueberries and just some a little bit of uh, whipped cream mm-hmm. to spray on it and um, I, I felt like I needed something when they ate something I needed to have something too but I have gotten to a point now that it does not even bother me not to eat it and I don't even worry about bringing anything for myself anymore that's really it's, cool so you're not in the peer not that they're peer pressuring you right. but you're not feeling your own pressure it's about habits mm-hmm. we either have good habits or we have bad habits that's interesting Okay, so people around you, honestly, does your husband eat like you do now? No. No. <laughs> no. People say, you know, you need to clean out your cupboards. You need to not have those chips in yeah. your house. I hear this so much. But when you have a family yeah. and they are not on board with what you're doing, it's still in the house. So true. And you just have to say, I'm not doing this. It's my body. I have to do what's right for me. And no one else is going to do it for me. And and really just ditch the excuses. That's like us. We, Me and my husband had that conversation. He said, you just need to quit buying kid snacks. I'm like, stop being unrealistic. <laughs> like, I, have to, I don't have the job and lifestyle where I can come home and make a homemade snack <laughs> three times right. a day. So um, I buy organic versions of kid snacks. And I've, I've, I give myself grace in the area, right? Like, we do healthier versions of snacks. We have routine about that and maybe that's a different podcast but I said just because you want to do keto for a year doesn't mean we can all do keto and my kids are not going to eat spinach (laughs) they're just not going to do it you know what I mean it is important and not to make that excuses and put that on someone else because it's really on us it is on us you know so how do you guys deal with that well I am fortunate to have a husband who cooks 
So it's, you know, he just say, I'm going to fix supper. And I don't even ask him anymore what he's fixing. Because after losing, I've lost 32 pounds now. And I know what I can eat and what I can't eat. And he kind of knows what I'm not going to eat. <laughs> For all my listeners who are still in year five to seven of marriage and like constantly struggle. How how long have you guys been married? 44 years. So that you get there. You yeah. eventually get there to where you work together. <laughs> no, I make it sound all bad, but initially, you know, it's not easy. You still have to figure out what everybody likes and what they're going to do. He That's still awesome. asks me, you know, at night, he will bring ice cream in the living room and he'll, he will say, do you want some? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I will take a spoonful once in a while. I think it's all about you have to learn control. Yeah, and I think that's so interesting. And I'm not, this is not about your husband, right? But uh -huh. he's not ready for a weight loss journey. But he's inviting you to stay in his place. And he's inviting you and he's going to open the invitation just like society will with everything, right? That's right. And you're literally setting a boundary. Like yeah. it's all about a boundary. Boundaries are big. Yeah, with like food and whatever you're really doing. But it's like if you're, you don't have to choose the ice cream. You can still sit with them. <laughs> you just don't have to eat the ice cream, you know? And I will tell you that it gets easier and easier. I think once you get sugar out of your system, you don't crave it. Yeah, you're not an addict anymore. No, it is an addict. It's, it is just like if I were trying to quit smoking, I could not take that first cigarette or mm -hmm. I would be back smoking. It's like crack. Exactly. And also um, alcohol. Yeah. I don't drink. But alcoholism is in a lot of people's families. And mm -hmm. I know that if it's a problem and alcohol is a problem, you can't take that first drink or you're right. back drinking again. Yeah, the interesting thing about the alcohol is it is sugar-based as well. Because I don't, I don't drink either. Uh -huh. um, and I cut it because it was so inflammatory to my system. Like, I've never struggled with excessive drinking. But now if I drink alcohol, I get completely sick. Like, completely sick. Because my body doesn't do it anymore. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, literally, your body chemistry will change when you make better habits. And then you'll be like, oh, I don't want that. So, okay. Marsha, since this whole thing has started a Facebook group, because so many people reached out to her, I guess to ask you questions or see what you were doing, and you just went for it and started a group that has over 100 members in like a week. Yes. Uh, I began posting on Facebook because I wanted to share where I think God has led me. Um, I have always done something creative and this year I feel like my creative thing is to help others I you know got was a little bit afraid to start writing on uh, Facebook but after losing 32 pounds and people were private messaging messaging me and saying that thank you I've lost eight pounds I've lost 15 pounds and I thought well maybe I should reach out to others. And so a week ago, I started uh, my Facebook page called, called Losing Weight with Marsha. And I post maybe two or three times a day. And I feel like it's what God is leading me to share. Sometimes I will be driving in town and I will pull over in a parking lot and text, I love write that. this, whatever I think has come to mind. Mm -hmm. Or someone will speak a word and I think, I need to share about that. 
that just triggered something for me to say. But now I find people are coming on my page and they are sharing, they're starting to share uh, foods that they're eating. And what I want through this is I feel like I want to eat healthier. I know so many people only eat organic. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I realize the importance of it, but I think we all have to take baby steps. We do. And we start wherever we are. No, that's so true. I mean, we, it's so funny because we tackled <laughs> in some, there's no right way, right? We sort of did it backwards because we, and I, it's backwards according to me, but we, we cared about ingredients and toxins and all that. So we switched everything to organic. However, if you hear my husband tell it, we still make organic muffins and organic sugars stuff and you know all that stuff which we don't only eat like that but when you have little kids like when you have toddlers <laughs> you can't radically change their diet like they are like stressed out you don't want to create a bunch of eating disorders in your house it's like a whole different arena you know what I mean of how you're gonna do that and it's like it's priorities like you can going organic is like switching out one thing at a time. You know what I mean? You literally just decide to buy the blueberries organic instead of the regular ones. It's it's a it's less hard than it is to actually change your eating habits. <laughs> like well, well, Chelsea, I know that you've had um health problems. Yeah. Big health problems. Mm -hmm. And I say don't wait. Mm -mm. Let's don't wait until we are so overweight that we're worried about having a heart attack. No. And something about, I always say, prevent, don't get in crisis. Like when you're in crisis mode and you are seriously sick, it's really hard to get out. Like to have even the energy to get out. Like I almost died, which is like a whole story. And I was life-saving trying to change my habits because it was critical Although all of us are slowly getting sicker, the more obese we get or the worse we eat or, you know, when we have a poor mindset, we're affecting our bodies. So, like, if we're going to come in contact with diseases and, and environmental things that we can't control in this world, like the flu, like whatever, if you come in contact with that in a healthy state... God actually designed the body to fight that stuff. <laughs> we have wrecked the temple, you know, like that's on us. And by the way, I just want to say to our listeners, there is forgiveness for that. So I don't mean anybody is lost. You know what I mean? But you have to turn and say that you have to be like, I didn't eat right. I mean, is that something that you did? Did you sort of take a self inventory and look at your habits? I saw what I was eating. I guess my weight, or, or we all get fixated on our weight. Yeah. But when you walk down the street and look at yourself in the in the windows, and you look at yourself and think, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to look this way. Then you you have to do something about it. Yeah. No one is going to do it for you. No. Most exciting part of losing weight. Best thing you've done since losing weight. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, this may be TMI, but <laughs> I used to have to go in the public restrooms. I would have to go in the handicap because I could not get myself up off the toilet. I could not stand up. If I did not go in there, I would have to grab a hold the door in front of me and hold on and pull myself up off the toilet. Really? Yes. And so I noticed that I'm not having to do that anymore. You're springing up off the That's toilet. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. 
was crazy. But so also, funny. going upstairs, I was taking steps one at a time. I would put one foot on, and then I'd put my foot on that same riser, go the next one all the way up, because I could not walk up steps. Yeah. And now I can go up and down my steps. Yeah. That's a big thing. That's amazing. Um, have you bought any new outfits since losing weight? Yes, I have. I'm a thrift store shopper, and the reason I was a thrift store store shopper was because I always, for through the years, have said I'm going to lose weight, so I don't want to spend money on clothes. Well, now, I had a class reunion last weekend, and I just decided I was going to go spend some money on clothes, uh, buying something new, but I am not where I am going to be. This is a journey for me. So, I still will thrift store shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I buy something for something special, I will. But uh, it is just so much more fun not being in the plus size clothes. That's awesome. I've gone from, I was wearing a 2X top to a size large women's top down. Now, my hips aren't coming off as quickly. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, you know, I'm noticing a change. But the big thing I've noticed is my legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my legs, I could never wear the tight leg pants. Mm-hmm. And I was always so jealous of everybody that wore the cute tops and the... Like the skinny jeans? Skinny, the skinny jeans. leg pants? Yes, yes. <laughs> and one day I looked in the mirror and I thought, I don't have any knees. <laughs> my knees had totally disappeared. And so, this is one of the first things I noticed was my legs slimming down. And I'm really thankful for it. But I figure, now that my legs are slim, they're going to go back to the big pants. Big-legged pants. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going back to big-legged pants. You heard it here. I don't own one pair of flares. Every (laughs) single pair of my pants is tapered, and it will always be. And my kids will call me old and outdated, and I do not care. Uh, But I'm a thrift store shopper, too. So, I'm like, last season, next season, I really couldn't care less. If I like the way it looks, I'm good, you know? Um, so, that's so awesome. Okay, one thing that you want to tell the listeners about starting something and making a plan and getting the success you want. When I started, I don't know why this came to me, but I created my own mantra. It's one hour at a time, one meal at a time, one day at a time. Every day is a new day to start over. And that's what I want to share with everybody today. We get so fixated on, I'm going on a diet. And then we quit that diet. And then we gain the weight back. But every day is your day to start again. So if you feel like you failed yesterday, just go on and start today. I love that. That is seriously, that's why I quit stuff. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, We talk so much about mindset, like, all the time. Like, it's literally mindset is everything, right? I was just on all my podcasts. I always ask what your mindset is, like, what your mantra is, what you're saying to yourself. And you have to, like, believe it. And if you say it over and over, you buy into it, right? It's like Mm -hmm. when we see advertising. (laughs) Shop Target, shop Target, shop Target. Well, eventually we go drive to Target. It's no different than when you consistently tell yourself. And I've seen that at the end of your posts. And I always think, I wonder if Marsha made that up. (laughs) I did. I did. That's awesome. When I first started, I thought, this is one hour at a time. Because I was so into overeating. I was so into snacking. I was so into going to my kitchen and grazing. And I knew I had to take this one hour at a time. 
And uh, the other thing I want to say is drinking water. So many people say that you have to drink water. And this is what you see in every diet is drink water. Drink half your weight in ounces. Well, if your weight is way up there, half, half of it in ounces is a lot of water. <laughs> like 200. <laughs> <laughs> so just start where you can. And I suggest starting first thing in the morning and just drinking in the morning as much as you can because so many people... People say, oh, I just have to get up so many times in the middle of the night if I drink, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of water. Mm -hmm. So, but water is good for you. It flushes out everything that we don't need in our bodies. And some people don't drink water. Right. You know, they just drink sodas all day. Oh, you know? I know. So. And then they're like chemically imbalancing their bodies. We could probably talk for hours about this. You guys, I'm going to link Marsha's group in my Facebook page for the podcast in case you guys want to join it because she's on fire in there. She's got a ton of people who share amazing input. Um, if you guys want to follow a plan for more and you're hearing this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, then um, look it up on Instagram at a plan for more, www.aplanformore.com. And until next time.